The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, hold your Bible, lift it up real high, shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's word and my life will never be the same. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We're going to read quickly in Psalm 5 from verse 11 to 12. Today we're going to be talking about how you can live your life in the supernatural favor of God. Amen? How you can live your life in the supernatural favor of God. It is God's will for you to live in his favor. Amen? It says in Psalm 5 uh, verse 11 to 12, But let those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love your name be joyful in you. For verse 12, this is where we are going. For thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Now, a lot of people get tripped up with this verse. You know, when it says, thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous, a lot of people disqualify themselves, because they think they are not the righteous. Amen? But how many of you realize that it's not by what you do or haven't done that you become righteous, but by what Jesus did on the cross? Amen? So if you put your trust in the finished work of the cross, if you put your confidence in what Jesus did on the cross, you, can, you may as well call yourself righteous. Because the Bible says, He who knew no sin became sin so that you and I might become the righteousness of God. So there is a divine exchange that took place on the cross. Jesus became sin. He did not sin. He became sin. He took what was yours and in exchange to that, he gave you what was his, his righteousness. So someone shout, I am righteous. A lot of people get tripped up on that. Let's say it one more time. I am righteous. Not because of what I do, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. Man, you may as well get with the program. Because if you're still believing in your own righteousness, you're going to be tripped up when we get to heaven. Because God's standard of measurement is way too high. (laughs) That is way too high. Jesus said it like this to the Pharisees who were trying to keep the standard without realizing that it wasn't given for them to keep it. He said, man, if you think it in your heart, if you look at a woman lustfully, etcher, you have committed it. He said, if you look at your brother hatefully, because they were thinking, as long as I don't get to, you know, pull out the knife and stab them in the chest so they can cease to exist, I'm not a murderer. So Jesus said, no, if you think it, oh no, he didn't say if you think of murder. He says, if you think of them in a hateful manner, <laughs> the standard is way too high. Don't even try to reach it in your own strength. 
Jesus did it for you. And when you put your confidence and your trust in that, you may as well declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And when you do that, you become the prime candidate for what he's about to say next. Ah, God will bless the righteous and with favor you will surround him as with a shield. So God wants you to live a life of favor. That's what I was saying in the first service. God is destined for you and me to live at a place of favor. What is favor? Favor is promotion. Someone say promotion. Uh, Favor is preferential treatment. You know, people will just prefer you over everyone else. Uh, Remember Mary. Uh, the angel comes to Mary. Who was it? Gabriel. Angel Gabriel comes to Mary. Man, angel Gabriel. Who's the other angel? Michael. I'm never going to call my wife an angel again. They're all male. Okay. That's just, you know, that's just the story for another day. I'm like, Gabriel, man, think about it. I've never heard of angel, you know, sweetheart or something, you know, it's just... Angel Gabriel and, and, you know, so angel Gabriel comes to Mary and and she's not the only virgin in the land. Don't fool yourself. There are many others, but she's the one with the favor of God. So he comes to her and he says, blessed and highly favored are you, Mary. The same thing. You are not the only one with the degree that you have in the land. You are not the only one preaching grace, Tafara. You are not the only one who understands the gospel, but the favor of God when he's on you, you will begin to open doors for you in places that no man can open doors for you. And that's what happened in the life of Mary. She had the favor of God and it made her a prime candidate to qualify for a supernatural lifestyle. To conceive without having met a man. And that's what you can do in your life. Amen? And so Jesus says he has this thing called favor over the church. And he says in Luke chapter number 4 verse 8, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me uh, to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom from the, for the prisoners, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set uh, the oppressed free. I'm reading the NIV. And he says in verse 19, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So the year of the Lord's favor is the year of Jubilee. It's the 50th year in the Jewish calendar. So they would have seven Sabbath years. And in the 50th year, they would declare Jubilee. Now, Jubilee simply means this. Uh, uh, If you owed someone money, in the 50th year, uh, uh, you were free from that debt. At a national level. Someone say, Amen. Man, it's like, man, if you had a mortgage. In fact, most people would try to go to the bank in the 49th year. So they can go into the 50th year and, you know, debt free. So what would happen is God uh, uh, had said the Jubilee, the year of Jubilee, all the debts are canceled. And the second thing that would happen is that if you were a slave, you're automatically set free. And they'll take off, you know, your, your old uh, slave robes and put on you uh, royal robes. And now you can have a fresh start. How many of you realize that we have a fresh start in Jesus? Yes, he says we are a, 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 a chosen generation. A holy nation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. And how did he do that? He declared jubilee over us. And here's what's interesting about what Jesus is saying here. He's saying it way before the 50th year. He said, I came. And it's the year of jubilee. Now, if you look to the calendar, the Gregorian calendar, you may be confused. Because it's not even the 49th year. It's not the 48th. Man, it's not even the neighborhood. It's the 13th year. And he says, this is the year of Jubilee. 
What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, when he shows up, the season of favor has begun. When he shows up, the season of jubilee has become. When you have Jesus in your life, you don't have to wait for the turning of the calendar and the prophet to come and say, this is the year of, uh, let's think of something creative, prophetic, you know, just something. You, can, you, know, you, you don't have to wait for the turning of the calendar. You know why? Because when Jesus shows up, the season has begun. The season for what? The season for favor. The season for everything. The season for captives to be set free. The season for blind eyes to open. The season for people to get healed is now. Why? Because Jesus has showed up. That was the problem with the fig tree. Remember the fig tree? The Bible says the fig tree did not have figs. And it was not in the season of figs. And the fig tree didn't realize that it didn't have to wait for the season of figs, for it to have figs, because Jesus had showed up, it could have submitted to the authority of Jesus, and boom, figs would have appeared. You know why? Because when Jesus shows up, it's now a season of fruitfulness. Can I get a better amen? (laughs) Man, that was the problem of the impotent man. He's sitting at the pool, and he's waiting for the stirring of the water. And every time he would sit there, he missed it, 38 years. You know, the angel would come stir the water, and then you would not have anyone to throw him in, so you would miss his opportunity to get healed, and you would wait another year, miss. And you would wait for seasons and seasons. So Jesus shows up, and he said to him, what's going on, bro? And the man said to him, man, every time the angel comes and stirs the water, I miss my opportunity because I don't have anyone to throw me in. And Jesus said, look at me, man. I don't go with that calendar. When you see me, the season of healing is now. Now I'm Pick up your bed and walk. And the man picked up his stuff and walked. You know why? Because when Jesus shows up, Jubilee is now. Someone shout, the year of the Lord's favor. Is every day in my life because I have Jesus. And the season is ripe all the time. So you're waiting for the prophet to come to town next time. And he has a busy itinerary. But guess what? You can tap into it because you have Jesus on the inside of you. The season of favor is now. Let's go to Luke chapter number 2 verse 52. I want you to see something that will blow your mind. Man, when you start living and you have a mindset of favor, everywhere you go, things will begin to change and shift and flow in your direction. Amen? It says in Luke 2.52, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor. Someone say favor. Favor. It says Jesus increased in favor. So if Jesus needed this, this, this thing called favor, I can guarantee you, you also need it for you to live a successful, uh, victorious life. Amen? It says Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor. Now I want you to see the order of things there. It says in favor with who? I didn't hear that. Come on, preach with me. Preach like you had breakfast. It says Jesus increased in favor with God. And then man. I want you to see the order of things. Let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter number 3. We're going to read from verse 4 to 7. I'm going to read a lot of scripture today. Proverbs chapter number 3. From verse 4 to 7. It says, So shall you find favor 
and good understanding in the sight of who? He says, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of who? And then what will happen? You will have favor in the sight of man. What does that mean? That means God is the source of all favor. What does that mean? That means favor starts with God. What does that mean? That means you should go after God's favor. And God's favor will translate to man favoring you. The problem we have is we're trying to win people's favor and people's attention. And we keep short-circuiting the favor that is flowing from God. Because when you do that, you stop trusting in God and you start putting your confidence and your trust in man. Immediately after he says, you need, you're going to have favor in the sight of God and man, watch what he says in the, verse, in the next verse, in verse 5. He gives you an instruction. This is how you flow in this favor. By trusting in who? In your boss? In your wife? In your children? See, you need favor with your wife. I was saying this in the first service. It would help if you're married to have favor in your wife. It makes certain decisions easier to make, to trust me. But here's the deal. You're not going to get favor from your wife by trying to get favor from your wife. Because you're going to short-circuit the system. You get favor from your wife by focusing and trying to draw on God's favor. And when God's favor is on you, it's that favor that will translate to favor coming from your wife and those around you. You need favor with your children. If you're going to have an opportunity to pour into them wisdom and to direct them. Man, I don't want my children to ever think that I'm just another clown in the house. I want them to look at me like, man, this man is operating in favor and I need to hear from this man. And for me to be in that place, I can't try to get that favor from them because if I do, then I give them an opportunity to manipulate me. Then they're going to, you know, almost uh, demote me from parent to their little toddler friend. And they tell me I want chips when I'm trying to give them uh, pop and, uh, and beef stew for dinner. And because I'm so trying to get favor from them, I will give them chips and dessert. And it trips up the system because now I'm no longer their parent and God has called me to be their parent so that I can use the rod of correction on the seat of understanding. Yeah, that's right. Where you put yeah. extra padding. Yeah. Yeah. But if I become their friend, I trip up the system. And I won't even get that favor from them. In fact, I will lose it. But when I go after God's favor and God's counsel, that's what he's saying here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not, which means there is a danger to lean on. He says, lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, in everything that you do, the big stuff, the small stuff, the in-between stuff, in all your ways, acknowledge him or get counsel from him or stay positioned in him and he will make your path straight or he will direct your path. Or he will give you direction. He will give you strategy. He will bring in people into your life. He will make relationships happen. Watch this for you. 
A lot of people trip up the system by trying to go horizontal. God wants you to derive favor vertically. And this is not works because favor is already flowing. Favor is like a shower, you know, at home. When you open the shower and you let it run, that's what favor is. He's already opened the shower when he finished the work on the cross. But here's what you need to do. You need to go and be positioned under the shower if you're going to get some wet. See, a lot of people are praying for wet, but they're outside of the shower. They're fasting for wet outside of the shower. They're declaring the season of favor, but they're outside of the shower. All they need to do is to be positioned under his direction. And man, you get wet. And when you go out with some wet, you touch someone, that wet is going to fall on them. Man, everybody will see that you are walking around with wet clothes or with favor on you. That's right. That's good. You won't need to preach it. Everybody will be able to see that there is a favor on your life. You won't need to convince them that I'm blessed and highly favored. No, they'll see it. This is a blessed man. This is a favored man. Amen? And how do you get to do that? You position yourself. Let's go to uh, uh, 2 Chronicles chapter number 7, verse 10. Remember Esther in the Bible? Esther, she's a Jewish girl in the land of the Persian and the Medes. This is the greatest, the biggest empire of all time because under their control, there were 127 countries. 127 nations were under their control. The richest empire at the time. So the king of Persia was having a party. He had a party for about 180 days, Baba. A bride, just, go, just, just bringing, bringing food and just 108 speed bride things. Man, it was amazing. Go and read in your Bible. 108, six months, he was having a party. And right at the end of the party, he sent his servants and his uh, stewards to go and call in his wife, Vashti. So they went and they said, Vashti, the king has called you in because he wants to show you off to, you know, uh, some of the kings who came from the other regions and some of the, you know, governors from all the other countries. So the the, the wife, Vashti, was like, no, I don't want to come. She was probably a feminist. She's like, I don't... <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> so she stayed. And uh, uh, the king uh, and the man went to the king and they said, man, dude, what she did is not right. I think what we should do is fire as queen. Because if we don't, when we get home, all of our wives are going to do that to us. <laughs> you know, because you lead by example. So the man, you know, listened and they said to him, we're going to find a new virgin for you in the land. Thousands and thousands of women were brought in and uh, Vashti was fired from being queen and they sent her away. And Esther happened to be one of the girls. Now Esther had all the indicators or, uh, you know, she she didn't have any royalty in her. Why? Number one, she wasn't even a Persian. She had the wrong citizenship. Have you ever felt like you have the wrong citizenship? God can fix that. You know, you're walking around, it's a, you know, you're in New York, everybody's pulling out their passports, and you pull out yours, you're like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> this may be an extra ten questions. <laughs> Not when the favor of God is on you. Yeah, that's right, that's right. They'll just say, what are you here for? God bless you, brother, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Try speak right. the favor of God on that green thing. All the time, you are favored. You have access in all the different places. So she's carrying the wrong nationality. She's a a Jew in the land of the Persians. Now, here's what's crazy. They had a law written down, and the Persians and the Medes, if you Google it, go and Google it, they are known for not changing the law for anybody. 
Once they put it down as law, that's it. They would rather die or destroy the nation or kill people than to change the law. And here's a Jewish girl. uh, She's going for that role to be king. What they didn't understand was that there was another supernatural force in operation, better known as the favor of God. When she came to present herself amongst all the other women, the Bible says she found favor in the eyes of the king. And he picked her. And everyone else saw her, and they saw that there was something special about her. And she was picked to be the queen in the land. And that same favor is in operation in every Christian's life today. All they need to do is to take cognizant and start walking in it. Start taking claim of that favor for themselves. Man, this favor will bring you relationships that will open doors for you in places that you never imagined. Man, this favor will make people call you to give you a promotion that you didn't qualify for. And you will know it. You know, I was sharing with some of the other pastors, and we were just talking, and they were saying to me, man, we noticed that uh, you seem to have favor with your wife. How did you get to a place where you have favor with your wife? She comes to service. She likes, you know, church. She likes to get involved with the stuff that you're doing. And she's running this uh, women's conference, arguably uh, the biggest event we ever have as the church. And, and she's just plugged in and doing all kinds of stuff. How did you get her to do that? Is there some juice we can also buy, you know, for our wives to give her? And I say to them, the only thing I've attempted to do is to go after God's favor. And when you go after God's favor, everyone else around you will see it and they will want to favor you. So the way to get favor in relationships around you is not to go horizontal, but it is to go vertical. When you go vertical, God will open doors of opportunity for you to manifest your gifts and your talents. And here's what's awesome about God opening doors of opportunity. When he opens them, he has the responsibility to keep them open. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But when you open them for yourself, it's now on you to keep that door open. And you may have a few sleepless nights trying to keep those doors open. You may have a few sleepless nights trying to you know, keep people happy and impressed with you. You may have to go into entertainment business and just, you know, <laughs> just show up and be a clown so they can be happy with you. But when it's God who has opened the door for you, God will keep it open for you. He says in the book of Revelations, he opens doors that no man can shut. And how do you do that? You go after his favor. Amen. You go after his favor. Now watch what happened in 2 Chronicles chapter number 16, verse 7 in the Message Bible. Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, I have favor. With God. God. Therefore, Therefore, I will have favor favor with man. Before we go to 2 Chronicles, uh, uh, Engineer Chris, let's go quickly to John 5, verse 44. John chapter number 5, verse 44 in the King James Bible. It says, how can you believe which receive honor one from another and and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Did you see it? He said, man, when you go after honor one from another, you're going to short circuit and trip up the honor that comes from God. He says, how can you receive the honor that comes from God when all you are after is the honor that comes horizontally? 
See, the way to get honor from one another is to go after God's honor. And when God puts his honor on you, his favor, man, all the other people will begin to see that there is something special on you. I mean, Joseph, he didn't have to write a motivation letter to the king. You know, I've, my name is Joseph. I'm sitting right here in prison, and I heard that you have a dream that you cannot interpret. I have a gifting. I have a gifting for the interpretation of the hard dreams. Why don't you consider me? No, he didn't have to do that. All he had to do was to stay in alignment with God, and God found someone who knew Joseph and the king. Man, you are one person away from the person who opened the most awesome door that you need in your life. And as you focus on God, God will send that one person who will say, Hey, king, I know this dude called Joseph. He may be able to interpret this one. And as the king brings you in, man, I'm telling you, that supernatural favor will begin to open doors. Not only will you manifest your gift, but it will bring you all the way to the top. But it doesn't come by manipulation. Here's the thing. When you try to get favor horizontally, you're going to cross the line into manipulation. I don't care how holy you are. Man, when you try to get favor from people, you're going to start doing all kinds of stuff. You're going to start jumping through hoops and you're going to, man, I'm telling you. But when you stick with God and stick with the program, God will begin to bring favor your way. The only thing we've attempted to do, I always share with our leadership, the only thing we've attempted to do since the beginning of planting, you know, Faith Hill Church, we're going to be celebrating four years uh, next week. The only thing we've attempted to do was to do the vision that God gave us. Teach the word that will bring transformation and it will get people to engage and people's lives are going to be transformed. And man, I travel all over the world. I see some really cool stuff we could be doing. I, you know, I walk into churches, ooh, that's nice. Ooh, that's fancy. Ooh, but I've never been tempted to change the vision that God gave us. To go into entertainment. You know, jumping through hoops and doing cartwheels and so on and so forth so we can get more people to come into the building. We've never done any of that. All we have, we've attempted to do is to teach the gospel. And God has been opening doors through staying on course. We've never written a single email, a single letter to anyone asking them to invite us to preach. Never have, never will. We've never written a single email, a single letter to a television station asking for them to have our messages on. Never will, never have. And guess what? All we've attempted to do is to stay on course. And as you stay on course and you stay under that shower of the favor of God, it, it translates to favor with man. Amen. That's good. Man, I was on the phone on Friday just talking uh, to Ashley and Carly Teradez at a friendship level. Yeah. And he was saying to me, dude, everywhere I go, I brag on you. And I didn't write him an email and say, Ashley, you know what? From today onwards, everywhere you go, it would be a great idea if you could brag on me. But sometimes we work way too much. All you have to do is to stay on God's side. Stay committed to that relationship with God. And watch what he begins to do around you. Can I get an amen? amen? See, at work, stop trying to get into company politics. Stop backstabbing people. <laughs> See, you don't get taller by cutting another man's legs. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. That was good. You don't get taller 
by cutting another man's legs. Yeah. See, you're going to stay short if you were short. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Man, just, just stick with it and God will favor you. Now, watch what happened in Second Chronicles chapter number 16, 7 to 10. Man, my time is going. I wish it went this fast on the treadmill. Yeah. In the gym. Just get on that thing, man. Some of you try to put a towel on it. just so you, And you start peeping and it's two minutes. <laughs> get you to brain tongues, amen? Now watch what happened. This king uh, uh, was winning every battle, the king of Judah. And uh, he had a prophet come to see him, uh, Hanani. And this is what happened. Just after that, Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, the king of Judah, and said, because you went for help uh, to the king of Aram. Remember, vertical and horizontal. Remember the story? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He didn't say trust in your friend. He didn't say trust in your uh, peers. He didn't say trust in your colleagues. Trust in the Lord. So this dude was winning all the battles. He was winning. And on this particular one, he decided to change the formula. He went horizontal. He started putting his trust in the king of Aram. And the Bible says, because you went for help to the king of Aram and didn't ask God for help, you've lost a victory over the army of the king of Aram. This battle hadn't even been fought. But God speaks it in past tense. Because we already know what happens when you go for help in the wrong places. He said, you've already lost. Because you're looking in the, looking for love in all the wrong places. And you know, you remember that song? (laughs) King of Aram, you didn't ask God for help. You've lost a victory over the army of the king of Aram. Now it gets better. Didn't the Ethiopians and the Libyans come against you with superior forces? Completely outclassing you with their chariots and cavalry, or cavalry, with their chariots and ammunition. I mean, these dudes had sophisticated ammunition, and he beat them. Now he's he's fighting the weakest nation at the time, and he's about to lose. What's the difference? Where he put his trust. That's my prayer every single day. Lord, keep me straight. Keep me in a place where I need to completely trust you all the time in ministry. I don't ever want to get to a place where we are so mega and we have all this money coming and flowing into the church and we have big budgets running in that we shift our confidence and trust from God to the big budgets. Man, we need to stay in a place where we completely give our confidence and our trust in God. When you went for that interview, didn't the other people who applied for the job not have a better resume than than yours? But you got the job. And how come you lost this one? It may be because now you're putting your confidence and trust in the resume. You didn't get the last one because of your resume. You got it because of God. You were completely outnumbered. You got the last contract, not because you had the biggest company in the land. You were the smallest in the bunch. 
You were the weakest. Your working capital was the weakest. And God did it for you. Now you're going to put your confidence in the capital? When has the game changed? He says, you've already lost. Now watch what happened. But you asked God for help and he gave you the victory. Who gave you the victory? God. God. Now this is going to blow your mind if you're paying attention. If you're not sleeping, this will blow you. In fact, wake up your neighbor. Just wake them up. Just wake them up. Just say, wake up. Wake up. Check this one out. He says, God is always. Someone say always. Always. What does always mean? Always. Does it mean now? Yes. Tomorrow? Yes. Tonight? Yes. Midnight? Yes. 1 a.m.? Yes. 2 p.m.? Yes. Coming in? Yes. Going out? Yes. He says, always. God is always on the alert. Constantly on the lookout for people. What kind of people? People who are totally what? Committed to who? Man, we would rather shut this ministry down than change where our commitment lies. We'd rather shut it down. And I mean it. And once you change where your commitment lies, you've already lost. Now it's just religious games. Now it's just, now it's just something else. You need to be completely committed to him, to God. Now watch what happens in the next verse. At that, you were foolish to go for what? You were foolish to go horizontally. When you could have had what? Question. Which one would you pick? Your friend's help or God's help? Man, God's help will always bring you a victory. Your friend's help, on the other hand, is immediate because you can relate to it with the physical senses. Sometimes I feel like, "Where, where is God? But it is in those moments that you need to walk by faith and not by sight. And be completely submitted to God's help. Sometimes we we, we try to help God. Instead of getting God's help. Remember Gideon? Man, I love Gideon. And he's been ministering to me in the past two weeks. Gideon had 35,000. 32,000. Going against 135,000. Completely outnumbered. And as he was going into the battle, God said to him, Gideon, you have too many people. No. Listen to me. Gideon at 32,000, and he was going against 135,000. And God said to him, you have too many people. Go back to the camp and tell everyone who's afraid to go home. So Gideon goes back and he said, if you're afraid, go home. You won't believe what happened afterwards. 22,000. 22,000 people go back home. Now he is left with 10,000. Now you won't even believe what God said. God said something, man, it's ridiculous. God said too many, still too many. 10,000 versus 135,000. He said, take them to the brook. Let them drink water. Whoever drinks, looking up, take them to battle. You know why? Because God is looking for people who can get into their businesses, their day-to-day business, their marketplace, their ministry, but have the ability to keep their eyes on the kingdom. 
Not people that get into business and get drawn into business. They get drawn into marketplace stuff and can't keep their eyes on the kingdom. You know why? Because if you can't keep your eyes on the kingdom, God can't use you. You must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I was sharing with some guys from TBN because every time I go there, you know, they always have a question for me. So this time the question was, if someone was a celebrity and they already had clout and influence over massive uh, amounts of people and they come into the church, would it be wise for us to just use their influence now for Jesus? And I said, Jesus doesn't need anyone's clout, first of all. He doesn't need anyone's influence, second of all. And this is what he said. He said, if he is a novice, do not put him in a position of leadership. Otherwise, they will fall into the same trap that Satan fell into. You know what that trap is called? Pride. You remember King David? He was winning all these battles. Man, he was on a roll, winning all these battles. And this one day, he said within himself, I'm going to have a census. First Samuel and First Chronicles. And I used to always wonder growing up, what's wrong with the census? The man wants to know how many people are on his side. But God knew it was a trap. As he started counting the people, he got to one billion and one. One billion and two. One billion and three. And that pride started creeping on his heart. Says, ah, one billion and three. Man, I don't know, I don't care who you are. When you start counting one billion, (laughs) man, you need to be strong against pride. One billion and ten. One billion and eleven. And from that day, with his one billions, he started losing every battle that came after that day. You know why? Because he changed his trust. It moved from God to the people. Yeah. Man, we need to stay under God's help. Amen? Amen? It says you were foolish to go for human help when you could have had God's help. Now you are in trouble. One round of war after the other. Now you're going to be fighting. Now you're going to be fighting. Have you ever noticed, you know, this would definitely minister to someone. If, you, if you're firefighting at work, one fight after the other, I can, diagnose, I can diagnose it. Is that the word? I can give you a prognosis. That's better. Right now, I know what the problem is. Your trust is not in God. You're not getting God's help. Because I can guarantee you, if God was the one fixing it, you would have fixed that mess in a record time. Probably in 10 seconds. You just move people. God will move people. He will just get that one fired and then go and get... I mean, he will take care of that. You remember Saul? Saul was getting a big head and he just, you know... But if you see yourself in a mess and it continues to be a mess and a mess and a mess, you're not getting God's help. You're not getting God involved. Because if you do get God involved, you're not going to fight one round after the other. Round two. There's no round two with God. It's just David and Goliath in the first round, less than 10 seconds, boom, the giant is down. We move on to the next one. Do you see it? It's in an instant. But if it's one round after the other, one fight after the other, man, your confidence and your trust is moved. Now watch what happens in the next verse, in verse 10. At that, Asa lost his temper. This man could have had meekness. Remember the scripture we read last week? Laying aside all naughtiness and all flu- superfluity of uh, uh, naughtiness, uh, lay aside all wickedness and all filthiness and all superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. 
with a teachable spirit. One of the greatest things you'll ever need at the top is a teachable spirit. Man, surround yourself with men and women that can tell you like it is. Surround yourself with men and women that you have positioned yourself to listen to, that you can have counsel with. And when you do that, when they speak into your life, they can redirect your focus when you are starting to now put your confidence and your trust in the wrong thing. Can I get an amen? Amen. At that, Asa lost his temper, angry. He put Anani in the stocks, in prison. At the same time, Asa started doing what? Some of the people. Whenever you don't get favor from God, abuse for others is inevitable. Because now you're trying to get it by force. But when you let God be your source of favor, others will begin to look upon you with favor. Amen? Amen. And that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to be in pure relationships that are God-sent, that are directed by God. Man, I have favor in my life. I have favor with my wife. I have favor with my children. I have favor with my, you know, uh, eldership team. In fact, they can tell you, almost every meeting, one of the questions we always get is, when is the pastors uh, getting a salary increase? Man, you won't get that in most churches. I have favor with them. But I didn't get favor with them from trying to get favor with them. I got favor with them by pursuing my favor with God. One greater man of God said, all you have to do is to catch on fire. Be on fire. And when you're on fire, people will come from all over the world to watch you burn. All you need is favor with God. And while you are in that place, start opening doors of opportunity for others. Make it a habit to open doors. Here's the deal. Here's what God said to me a few months ago. And I may have shared it uh, with some of you guys. I said... When you open doors for others and turn it into a lifestyle, God will begin to put your name in big conversations. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. That you won't even have an idea is happening. Mm-hmm. People will start talking about you favorably in places that when God reveals to you, it will blow your mind. Just, really? Wow. It won't make sense. People that have keys to the city will start talking about you in a favorable manner. Not in a manner of, you know, we don't want them here. We don't want to have anything to do with them. In a manner that, man, this dude is amazing. You need to go check them out. You need to connect with them. People will brag on you. Go after God's favor. Don't get involved. Listen, don't downgrade yourself to company politics. Yeah. Those of you in the marketplace, don't get involved in that stuff. Go after God's favor. God can promote you better than man can. Amen. That's right. And I know I'm talking to some people. You are getting yourself involved. Today is the day that it all stops. Put your complete confidence in God. After the first service, I had a gentleman come to me and say, Pastor, you won't believe this. I've been operating and just going with the floor and just helping others. And this week, I'm going to meet with the chief, the CEO of our company, and it's a big company uh, uh, in South Africa, big telecoms company, I think one of the biggest. And he says, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And I said this to him. I said, you're in one of the greatest positions men can ever find them. You know why? Because now you can rely 
on God. You can put your total dependence on God. I told him before you go into that meeting, submit yourself to God and say, God, you speak through me. It's a great place to be where you're completely submitted to God. And this is where God wants us to be as we are positioned under his favor. Man, man will begin to favor you. I was preaching in Durban, and my wife will tell you this. Uh, Two weeks ago, I started talking about uh, this watch that I really wanted. And I said, honey, I would love to get this watch uh, when it's on discount. You know, I always always wait, you know. And she said, Black Friday is coming. And I said, thank you, Jesus. And while I was in Durban, just praying about it, just thinking about it like Dillian was thinking about it, uh, this uh, businessman came to me after ministering two days ago. And he said to me, the Lord spoke to me to give you this watch. And he took it off of his hand and put it on my hand. And he said, uh, I need one thing from you. I said, what? He said, is it possible for you, if we find favor with you, to come to our house so you can bless our house? I said, oh, of course. That watch you're wearing, brother, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm coming to pray. I'll pray for you right now. And so he took off the watch and put it on my hand. And I'm not a fundi in watches, so I didn't even know what watch it was, so I put it on my hand. And then the next day when we went to his house, I saw him wearing a Rolex. I said, wait a minute, I think he gave me a real thing. And then he said, I need to give you the certificate of the watch. He brought a a wooden box with a metal certificate, like, you know, like the Zim ID. (laughs) He said, this is the certificate. You said this thing has a lifetime uh, warranty. You can get it fixed whenever it breaks anywhere in the world. And the watch I was about to get for myself on discount was probably (laughs) somewhere in the ground. But I'm telling you, this is what favor will do for you. This is what favor will do for you. Some of you have dreams for yourself. You have dreams for your ministry. You have dreams for what God has called you to do. You have dreams for the corporate world, for the marketplace. But I'm telling you, when you position yourself under this favor, God is about to blow your mind. He's about to blow your mind. And you better get used to it. You know why? You better get used to giving God your complete, total confidence. Because when that happens, I can guarantee you, it's going to come with some haters. And if you are living a life to try and get men to please you, or to try and please men, it's going to corrupt everything. But when you're completely dependent on God, it doesn't matter who's talking about you. It doesn't matter who doesn't like you. As long as God is pleased with you, His favor will continue to flow in your life. Amen? We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.